Welcome, beloved family of God, to this time of rejuvenation, celebration, and anticipation that we call spring. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of life, and the image of God are indeed moving here as we speak, passing over the depths and breathing into our sore muscles, our tired minds, our dry bones. May we recognize Jesus as he passes us by, perhaps in unexpected forms, and calls out to us, I am. Do not be afraid. And just as the divine breath passed over the formless earth and made it good, may we smell God's breath in each other's lungs, affirming to us that, yes, we are good. We are loved. And by grace, Bone links to bone through sinews, and beautiful flesh covers them, and we are alive and tingling, maybe trembling with spirit, reminding us that all things are possible with God. I invite you to breathe now, as I like the Christ lamp. As my sister Monica said, with each inhalation we start the name of God, and with each exhalation we finish it. Yahweh. Yahweh, I am. In the words of the hymn, breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life and new that I may love what thou dost love and do what thou wouldst do. Let us breathe. God with us as we listen to and learn from Corey Steinke's story this morning. May God's breath stir her and through her us, that we might recognize the inexplicable, inescapable presence of the Spirit of God that binds our hearts together in love. As a marker of our oneness, I invite you now to stand and pass the peace, recognizing the breath of God flowing within and between us.
We will be reading Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. God led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. God said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then God said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then God said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as God had commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then God said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. Good morning. How y'all doing? Okay, cool. Good. Um, I remember when I was in college, our campus pastor always opened our chapels and campus fellowship services with God is good all the time, and then we would respond back all the time, God is good. So if you feel so inclined to participate and would like to indulge my nostalgia a little bit, eh, you see where I'm going with this? God is good all the time. I was so worried that wasn't going to work out. Um, so as Danny said, my name is Corey Steinking. I'm the Associate Director of Community Life. Um, I've been at Goshen College since August 2015, and you've most likely been seeing seen me at Campus Activities Council things and student, or student apartment stuff or giving Chad Coleman a really hard time about everything. Um, so being at this podium talking to you all is not necessarily something I'd ever thought I'd be asked to do, but I'm really happy to be here for this short time today, as terrified as I am to speak into a microphone. So please be gentle with your critique. Uh, Bob asked me to reflect on the dry bones passage in Ezekiel. Um, 
And when I think about the Valley of the Dry Bones, all I picture is the part in The Lion King when Simba and Nala go to the elephant graveyard, even though Mufasa and Zazie were like, hey, maybe don't. Um, I picture it just like the movie with dust and dryness and dark and it's not someplace the light touches. Um, nothing livable grows there. It's where hyenas hang out, for heaven's sake, which is awful. Um, and obviously that's a very literal way to think about dry bones. But then I think about it in terms of people. And thinking about who we are and how we function, we can become dry bones from the inside out as we live every day. And how terrifying it must be to be in the valley of the dry bones when faced with disappointment and discouragement and pain and heartache and heartbreak and hurting, we just dry out, we become dark, we can't grow, and it's not who we were meant to be. In this passage, Ezekiel prophesied that God will breathe new life into the dry bones, and as he did, that new flesh and new life were formed. It's just like the song. The toe bone connects to the foot bone, connects to the ankle bone, and all the way up to the head bone, and a brand new body is created. So I don't know what you're going through today. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what season of life you find yourself walking through, and I don't know what baggage you just carried through the whole rest of this year. And if you don't have baggage, you might be walking with somebody who does. But I encourage you, and my prayer for you, GC, is to let the breath of God come into you and make you new again. Let it put flesh on the dry bones. Let it get your heart pumping again. Let it fire up all your emotions and dreams and thoughts of what God has made you for. And let it remind you that God is who God promises to be. Faithful and everlasting, a shelter, compassionate and gracious. Whatever asking for that reminder is like for you, if it's reading, if it's prayer, meditation, conversation, fellowship, being in nature, or however form that breath takes, whether it's God the Father, God the Mother, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha, Kali, the literal wind that blows outside, or the stars in space, or the dirt of the earth, or some combination of everything in between. Breathe it in, be light, grow, and be renewed. Thanks.
Today, we invite you to join us in planting seeds. Seeds are a sign of the promise of new life. They symbolize the continued action of the Holy Spirit, even in situations where things outwardly appear to be lifeless and hopeless. Just as we know that seeds will eventually turn into plants, we can have confidence that the Spirit transforms painful situations, broken relationships, and other areas of our lives so that they can show new life and new fruitfulness. In our scripture for today, Ezekiel tells us a story of new life and flesh being brought to dry bones. God promises to put breath in the bones and to put God's spirit in God's people. Throughout the Bible, the words for breath and spirit are often the same. God breathes the Holy Spirit into the world, turning our expectations upside down and enacting the reign of God. Seeds are also appropriate for the season. During spring, we see green appearing all around us as grass grows and leaves appear on trees. We are reminded that the grayness of winter does not last forever and that new life will come again. Seeds are appropriate for the season of the year, and seeds are appropriate for our current liturgical season. Lent is a time of anticipation. It is the time when we contemplate Jesus' death, but it is also the time when we anticipate Easter. What could be more hopeless than God incarnate being executed by the earthly powers of empire? Yet, when predicting his death in the Gospel of John, Jesus compares himself to a seed. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. These are words of infinite hope. Just as plants come from seeds, God will enact resurrection in even the most hopeless times, and God's kingdom will overcome the powers of death and the principalities of the world. Please come up and plant a seed. There are cups and soil on these tables. Um, this, Come, fill a cup with soil, and add seeds. The seeds are a mixture of seeds and fertilizer, so don't eat them. It won't be pleasant. Uh, <laughs> take them and let their growth in the coming days be a reminder to anticipate the new life and restoration brought about by the Spirit's movement in the world. <laughs> 